TED Audio Collective. It's TED Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter. What does it mean to be blind? If you're envisioning a world of total darkness, you're not alone, but you're also not entirely correct. For the past 20 years, writer Andrew Leland has been on a journey from sight to blindness due to a degenerative condition affecting his retinas. In his 2021 TED Studio talk, he challenges our assumptions about what blindness truly is and invites us to explore its complexities beyond the simple binary of sight or no sight. Join me on this enlightening journey through the eyes of someone who's losing their vision while gaining new perspectives. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab investing themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com thematic investing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Support for this podcast comes from The Wonderful Company. If that name doesn't sound familiar to you, you probably know the pistachios that come from this company. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Get snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. I love the various wonderful pistachio flavors. So in addition to the original flavor, I'm particularly fond of the salt and vinegar. And I keep little packets of them in my car so that I can eat and get some protein on the run. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. A white man with glasses sits at a marble table next to a plate of sliced pears. Hi, I'm Andrew Leland. I'm blind. And this is a TED Talk about blindness, which is confusing for me and for you, because just by watching me right now, you can probably tell I'm not blind. For example, I can tell that on this plate right here, there are five slices of pear arranged in a smiley face, or that that... A framed photo hangs on the wall behind him. ...is a photograph of a very sad hippo. So you might be wondering, if I can see all that, why am I talking about blindness? Okay, so I'm going blind. I don't know exactly when. As a teenager, I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, or RP, which is a degenerative retinal condition. In my teens and early 20s, I only noticed it at night. Then in my early 30s, my peripheral vision started to deteriorate. 
Right now, I have central vision, but I'm seeing the world through a pretty narrow porthole. So even though I can see these pears and that hippo, I'm legally blind. I have severe tunnel vision, but it doesn't look like a tunnel because your brain adapts really quickly to whatever you see. Like if the frame of the movie you're watching starts to shrink to a much smaller size, at first you'll be annoyed. This sucks, you might say to yourself. I don't like watching this movie on this tiny screen. Then your complaints will soften and disappear and your brain will adapt to the new normal. Like the first time you watch a movie on your cell phone, it'll be annoyingly small at first and then you just get used to it. So every time I lose another chunk of vision, at first I feel super extra blind, sometimes scared or claustrophobic. My world is shrinking. But then a week will go by, I get used to it. I don't feel so blind anymore. This experience of super gradual vision loss has given me time to think about what blindness is, which might seem like an obvious question. Blindness is the absence of sight, but it's actually more complicated than that. Trying to define blindness can start to feel paradoxical. There's a paradox that's useful in thinking about blindness. It's called the paradox of the heap. Let's say you have a heap of something, like sand or marbles or goji berries. Now, imagine I take a single little goji berry off of the heap. Is it still a heap? Okay, what if I remove a second tiny little goji berry from the heap? Obviously, that is still a heap also. But the ancient Greek philosopher wondered, at what point is it no longer a heap? How many goji berries do I have to remove? Is it still a heap when there's only 10 left? Five? Vision works this way too. How much vision do I need to lose before I can legitimately call myself blind? I saw this photo online the other day. In the photo, a black woman holds a white cane and looks at a cell phone. The image circulated with the caption, if you can see what's wrong, say, I see it. Can you see what's wrong with this photo? The answer that the people sharing the photo had is that the woman can't be blind. If she is, why is she looking at her phone? Blind people don't look at things. The caption wants you to remember, blind people don't see. And if she can see, what's she doing with that long white cane that signals to the world that she's blind? Maybe she's trying to get sympathy that she doesn't deserve or trying to trick us somehow. So how blind do you have to be to be blind? How much vision do you have to remove from the heap of sight before it becomes blindness? People love binaries, especially people on the internet, which is a place that's not always very friendly to ambiguity. This photo was shared more than 33,000 times, and I think it went viral exactly because of its ambiguity. It illuminates a weird paradoxical truth about blindness. Blind people can see. And I don't mean this in the way that people mean it when they talk about Daniel Kish. Kish makes clicking sounds with his mouth that he uses to navigate his environment, the way a bat uses sonar. Brain scans show that when Kish navigates his environment this way, using his DIY sonar, his visual cortex lights up. And that's amazing, but the point I'm making is much simpler. On the one hand, blindness is a binary. You're either blind or you're not. But on the other hand, blindness is a spectrum. There are different degrees of blindness and different styles. Some people have the inverse of what I've got. They only see through their peripheral vision with nothing in the center. Other blind people see the world as though their glasses have been smeared with Vaseline or their heads been wrapped several times in saran wrap or like they're looking through a thick broken fishbowl. Only very few blind people see nothing at all. Total darkness. As I lose my sight, I experience this degeneration the way you might expect, as a loss. In the meantime, I feel privileged to still be able to see things like sunsets or tree frogs or celebrity breakfasts on Instagram. There's another paradox lurking around here. If blindness is a spectrum, could it also include somebody who's not actually blind? The paradox works the other way. How much sight do you have to add 
before someone's no longer blind. At a certain point, we do have to agree that someone's not blind, even if they don't see very well. I do think it's important to reserve blindness for people who don't have the luxury of correcting their vision, who need assistive technology to do things like read print or walk around. But on the other hand, separating out blindness like this can lead people to view the blind as strange or mysterious or off-putting. And that can lead to fear and sometimes damaging misconceptions and stereotypes, like the idea that blind people are psychic, which some people actually believe, or that they have super hearing. Words appear, superpowers for the blind. The brain rewires itself to boost the remaining senses. Or more destructively, that they can't go to a normal school or hold a normal job or travel on their own. So the next time you see a blind person do something that you think only a sighted person should do, like making eye contact with you or watching a movie or standing at a bus stop checking their phone, remember, it might be possible to see, even if you're blind. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Canva. Have you heard about GLP-1? Everyone's talking about this all-important hormone your body produces that helps you maintain a healthy weight. Now you've got the power to boost this unhunger hormone naturally with GLP-1 Probiotic by Pendulum. Based on preclinical studies, GLP-1 Probiotic is formulated with Acromantia and other next-generation strains to help you produce more GLP-1. GLP-1 Probiotic actually helps curb cravings and appetite, and the numbers are staggering. In a six-week consumer survey of 274 people, 91% reported reduced overall food cravings, and 88% reported reduced sugar cravings. GLP-1 Probiotic is a game-changer. Go to PendulumLife.com TEDHealth to get 20% off your first month of GLP-1 Probiotic or any Pendulum Probiotic. Again, that's PendulumLife.com TED Health. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. This episode was produced by Dan O'Donnell and fact-checked by Vanessa Garcia-Woodworth. Special thanks to Maria Lages, Grace Rubenstein, Farah Day Grunge, Jimmy Gutierrez, Anna Phelan, Michelle Quint, and Colin Helms. I'm Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter. I'll talk to you again next week. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.